The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS, or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. It's the road trip from hell. Well, maybe not really, but it is the longest road trip for the Canucks this season. So we're going to preview it. The seven game roadie coming up for your Vancouver Canucks. Plus, Tocket and Brube besties. Is Brube helping the Canucks? Plus, Begsy was right about something. It's all coming up next on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer for Daily Hive, and also your co-host here on Locked On Canucks. Before we dive into this episode of Locked On Canucks, we got to thank you for tuning into the show because you know what? It is Locked On Canucks, okay? It is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Before we get into the episode, I also got to shout out FanDuel, okay? Make every moment more with FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. I covered it all off the top, but again, this episode of Locked On Canucks, we are going to preview the longest road trip of the season. Mentioned it before, seven games on the road upcoming, and I think it's actually a sneaky, tough road trip for the Canucks, even though the opponents don't look all that intimidating. We'll dive into that. Also want to talk about Talkit recruiting his best bud, Craig Berube, <laughs> to help out. Uh, with that. <laughs> yeah, well, that too. Damn. Gretzky, Berube, it's all coming together for your Vancouver Canucks, man. And finally, going to touch on Jonathan LeCaramacchi. He's doing some things, man. And I can't wait to watch Sweden in the gold medal game tomorrow. You know what else I can't wait for? It's talking to my brother, Kyle Bowen, and also my co-host, Kyle Bowen. How you doing, brother? Bro, I've had three hours of sleep in the last 24 hours, man. I couldn't go to bed last night, man. I was antsy. Too much coffee, too much caffeine, too much work here at the Don't Doze Art Lab. Speaking of which, hey, shout out to the Don't Doze Art Lab. Making this all possible. You want one of these shirts? Don'tdoze.com. Hey, don't doze now. Doze later. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep on yourself this year, please. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, doing this, having a conversation about your Vancouver Canucks, doing what we do best, and that's provide the West Coast bias. And it's easy, again, to fulfill ourselves with that West Coast bias, that energy, because the hockey team, it's a top echelon team. And I think we're about to see that in fruition on this big road trip. It's the biggest road trip of the year. A lot of noise around this team, even though they've had, what, eight wins in their last 10 games, eight wins in their last 11 games, something like that. People are still not believers of this roster. And, yeah, talk it. Getting, getting Gretzky involved, Barube involved, somewhat, sort of. I, I don't know. There's something different about this roster. There's something different about this team. And, again, we're going to see it in full force on the seven-game road trip. I'm predicting a 6-0-1 record. Whoa, that's aggressive, dude. Wow. That's sexy, wow. man. Wow. Dude, I'm hard right now, Holy man. man. Anyways, talk about it. Dude, you, you might have you only had three hours sleep, but uh, you're coming in with the energy of someone who slept for 10 hours, buddy. Ooh, you know, I slept wait. for five hours, so between the two of us, we got eight hours of sleep, man. So congratulations Teamwork, to us. Not, not so bad. Um, I, again, I do think this is... I don't see a season defining road trip or anything like that because again, the Canucks had such a good start, but I do think we are going to find out what the Canucks are made of here because, you know, you look at the opponents and, you know, the majority of these teams aren't in the playoffs right now. Uh, like the blues, uh, the Islanders and devils, both on the cusp, the penguins are out of it. The Sabres are out of it. The jackets are out of it. So it's like, 
on paper, like just very simply, like a lot of these teams aren't even in the playoffs right now. Why would this be a tough road trip? But you're gonna have seven games in 12 nights. You're gonna have a back to back in there, a lot of travel, not a lot of rest. And you got some opponents who the Canucks have kind of struggled against recently as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, look at the St. Louis blues, for example, I know we, we absolutely walloped the blues, um, five, nothing at Rogers arena. I was in the building for that game. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Um, but the Canucks actually haven't won a road game in regulation in St. Louis since 2018. Well, I know there was the bubble playoffs, obviously, but again, haven't won a regulation game on the road in St. Louis since 2018. We're in 2024 now. Okay. So that was a little ways ago. Obviously the devils, the devils are the next game on the road trip. The Canucks have lost 15 of 16 games against the devils. They have one win in their last 16 games against the devils. Like that is astounding. Dude, I'm surprised. I'm surprised in the year 2024, a team is still allowed to be called the devils. Well, it's funny. Like I, I think I told you about that hockey book I was reading my daughter. Yeah, and she, I, she keeps pointing to like a picture of Martin Brodeur, and she's like, "Which one's that one?" I'm like, "It's the Devils." Wow, I feel dude. weird saying it. Man. I feel weird saying it. Dude, we definitely but, feel like we're in hell when we're facing the New Jersey Devils. Straight up, now, like genuinely speaking, I don't know if you remember the the character from South Park, like the Devil character from South Park, just terrorizing the world. And yeah, terrorizing this team, and I don't know why it happened. Like, well, what's happened? I, I know both teams have been somewhat mediocre for the most of the, like most of that that stretch. I mean, the Devils kind of been better over the last year and a half and whatnot, but to see that much of a lopsided record is astonishing, man. And Nico yeah. Heischer killing the Canucks back in the day. Travis Z- Zajac killing the Canucks. It's it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those weird oddities. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but you know, it, it's hell for the Vancouver Canucks to play the Devils. But from a hockey nerd perspective, again, you're getting the Hughes Bowl 2.0. Mm-hmm. The first go round was pretty fun. I know the Canucks didn't win that one, but a six-five Devils win that was a good, exciting game. So mm-hmm. hoping the Canucks can exact some revenge there. But you know, again, doesn't get easier, right? You'll Blues on Thursday, Devils on Saturday. Then you got the Rangers on Monday. Again, Rangers are one of the best teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that as a measuring stick for the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, again, though, the Canucks have lost three straight against the Rangers as well. Wow. Um, then you go to the New York Islanders. That's the third game in, fourth ni- in four nights. The second night of back-to-backs. I know not as strong of a team. The Canucks have had some success against the Islanders. But on short rest, that's not going to be an easy game either. Um, and then kind of getting further down the road trip, you have the Penguins of Game 5. You know, Rutherford and Alvin versus their their former employers. And the Canucks have also only won two of the last seven games against the Penguins. So I know the Canucks team hasn't been good for a long time. But you start looking at all these games back to back. You start looking at the lack of rest in between. And, you know, this isn't going to be easy. The Canucks are basically going from having, you know, over a week off, one game in nine days. And now all of a sudden they got to play seven games in 12 nights. So it's it's going to be a bit of an adjustment for, for this team. It's going to be an adjustment, but because they've had the rest, I think they're equipped for it. And they've also had the schedule excuse, right? Remember we were talking about that, the, the scheduled loss. Uh, they just lost to Calgary. It's it's not because they're worse than Calgary. It's because of the, the schedule makers. You know what I'm saying? We've already had that excuse thrown at us or absorbed, and I don't, I don't think this team can do that anymore. And I know talk has already alluded to the fact that, yo, this is the NHL. This is different. You can't be blaming circumstances. You just got to go out there and play. And yeah, this is a tough road trip. I know a lot of those teams are not in the playoffs, but the Blues are playing a little bit better. The Devils are the Devils. They're getting healthier. Luke Hughes is stepping up. 
I'm calling it right now. Like, it's going to get close when it comes to who's going to be the rookie of the year. It is. I don't know if it's a cakewalk for Bedard at game 82. I think I talked about the Islanders playing better. The Rangers, come on, man. I know some people out there are skeptical of the New York Rangers. Like, they don't know if they're really that team based on prior playoff success rate or whatnot. But to me, they got a lot of swagger, man. They got a lot of swagger, a lot of people that can get it done. And we talk a lot about Quinn Hughes, man. Adam Fox was twice as good as Quinn Hughes when they played against each other in October. You remember that? Yeah. I remember that game? Yeah, oh yeah. Remember what I happened after that game? game? We yeah. went to that sick sick house party, bro. Damn, bro. West Van, the views. Anywho, this is gonna be a tough road trip, but I I'm just I'm just feeling the Vancouver Canucks. They're hearing a lot of noise. I think based on what I've been hearing from these players, from the coaches behind the microphones, I, I don't know. I think they're not content with how they're playing, even though things are going well, and that, that bodes well. Because uh, they've had wins, kind of takes the stress the stress off, but internally they want to get a lot better. Talk it saying all the right things, and I'm curious to see how they do here. Yeah, and we're going to find out tonight against the St. Louis Blues again. Jordan Bennington, uh, he's expected to start, uh, although Bennington and Hofer have been switching starts. Bennington again, uh, you know, F that guy, but he has been good against the Canucks in the regular season, obviously in the playoffs. Bit of a different uh-huh. story. Um, on the other side, let's touch on both Talkett and Berube, his comments about Berube today, and also some of the lineup changes because there's some some interesting changes oh, to the Canucks man. forward Come lines on, for practice today. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it, but we're going to do it on the other side after I shout out Sleeper. It's almost the halfway point of the NHL season, and Canucks fans, you know, there's been a lot of highs, baby. But you know what? You could have even more highs by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my number one choice for Daily Fantasy Sports, and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. Because with Sleeper, you could win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Elias Petrushun, JT Miller or Brock Besser will record more or less in their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Canucks fans. You could win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code Lockdown NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code Locked On NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. We back talking about your Vancouver Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And this is Locked On Canucks, the show that produces only the West Coast bias. Hit the like button if you did enjoy Today's episode or prior episodes of this program, it does help us out a lot. Again, buying necklaces for our girlfriends and our wives only because of you, man. We grown, man. We real 30-year-olds, bro. We should be proud of ourselves. And we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and you and you and you and the Vancouver Canucks. That's just the truth. Seriously. Rick Tockett, a big reason for, again, why we're here, doing the most, the coach of the year by far and away, and always learning, man. That's what I like about this guy. And Rick Tockett, obviously a real dude. There's no fluff here. You know Willie Desjardins? There's a lot of fluff there. That's just the truth. Uh, Jim Benning, a lot of fluff there. They're saying things, you don't believe them. 
Rick Tockett, you believe everything he's saying, and there's always that constant need to get better. And I don't know if that's if that's something that could be annoying to a group of players that, again, are doing extremely well. Like, okay, coach, come on. We just won the game. You're calling us out. Relax. But I kind of like it because, like you alluded to a couple episodes ago, what the Canucks are doing right now, why they want to get better, why they're not content with being, you know, number two, number three in the West or whatever is because they're trying to gear up for April. And, man, I think the philosophy – within the organization is completely different because in the beginning it was about making the playoffs. And right now it's like, yo, you know what? If we just use this, this ramp, the next 40 games to get things right, yo, F the playoffs. Let's go win the Stanley cup. Yeah. I love that energy, man. And you know, a guy like Rick Tockett, Craig Ruby, obviously they both have some Stanley cup pedigree. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found this comments interesting that, you know, the uh, now unemployed Brube talk is asking him to watch games. I can't say I'm surprised. I certainly believe him. I mean, talking to Brube are obviously pretty close. I mean, for those who don't know, it's been kind of reported that the two of them were not only teammates, but roommates as well. Um, they kind of joked about going out partying together, but Brube was also very complimentary of Tockett saying like Tockett showed, Brubay the ropes and how to be a good pro so uh, obviously the two have a pretty close relationship um, it seems like they might even have a similar style of coaching even though mm-hmm. Brubay is probably a bit more hot-headed than Tockett uh, granted Tockett hasn't really had to be that hot-headed because the Canucks have been a pretty good team him, yeah <laughs> but um, yeah I think like if you're a Canucks fan you really love what you're hearing from Rick Tockett right I mean the guy like you said Kyle was forthcoming doesn't really seem like there's any BS doesn't seem like there's any fluff I mean I honestly love being in a scrum with Tockett Sometimes I feel like for the casual fan, he almost gets a bit too in-depth, but you like that, right? Because the guy's being real, he's being honest. Even if he's talking systems, um, it's interesting to hear from, I think, a casual fan's perspective. Um, so, Dude. so much that I love about Rick Tockett. Um, I'm curious uh, if you love these lines that he's put together. No, well, uh, let, let's talk about this first know. before you get into the line. Because okay, honestly, okay. man, the Linus Carlson thing, all this like, oh, is Hoaglander in or not? Don't, don't forget that a couple days ago, everyone thought that Hoaglander was out of the lineup, you know? Niels Amon was the guy on the fourth line. He was never out of the lineup. He was never, like, the extra skater, but there he was being the healthy scratch. And now we're seeing Kuzmenko out of the lineup or Hoaglander and whatnot. And But then we're seeing Kuzmenko practice on power play one and whatnot. Like, what's going to happen tonight? I don't know. Maybe it's Tockett's turn to play mind games with the people or just keep people on their toes. You know what I'm saying? Maybe this is, like, a change in philosophy with his coaching. Anyways, before we dive more into that and – how you're probably pissed off that Linus Carlson is getting another chance. It's kind of weird to me. Uh, I want to talk about how, uh, again, we're having more Stanley Cup pedigree thrown towards the Vancouver Canucks, whether it be physical or with energy. And here's Tockett asking a Stanley Cup champion in Craig Berube to critique the team. It may sound little, but again, I don't know if there's ever been this much Stanley Cup lore around the Vancouver Canucks. Tockett, Rutherford, Alvin. I'm not saying Barubi is a part of the team, but I'm just saying they're really into only taking in from the best of the best. And that's cool. Yeah. And, and we've talked about before, right? You got Sergey Gontra, you got Adam Foote, the city. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much yeah. talent, so much experience. And, you know, credit to Talkett for using every avenue available to him. I mean, look, Talkett knows, knows how to win. He's, he's been there as a player. He's been there as a coach. He hasn't necessarily been there as a head coach. That's kind of the main difference. Uh, whereas, you know, his best bud, Brube has. So um, maybe he's going to uh, get talk to Brube about a little intel on the Blues today, which makes me think the Canucks are definitely winning this game against the Blues tonight, okay? Brube is giving talk as the ins and outs on the St. Louis Blues while also telling them uh, how the Canucks can improve as well. So 
Uh, who knows? Maybe Brube also isn't a fan of Andre Kuzmenko because yeah. Kuzmenko was the guy kind of riding the pine at practice today. But let's rip through the lines uh, for the listener right now in case you haven't heard them already. Uh, big, uh, the biggest change on line one, again, Mikhaev with Pedersen and Lafferty, not Kuzmenko. I, again, not sure how I feel about that. I, I actually liked Kuzmenko. I thought he had some really good shifts against the Sens. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, over the last two periods, I don't think anyone on the team was that sharp. But to pick pinpoint Kuzmenko out of that uh, would be a little bit unfair, in my mm-hmm. opinion. But like you said, Canucks one of the best teams in the league. Talk is just trying to shake things up, keep people on their toes, perhaps. Again, like you mentioned, Kyle, Kuzmenko was practicing on power play one, which makes me think it'll actually be Hoagliner who's out of the lineup mm-hmm. uh, with Kuzmenko being in. Uh, so that's your line one. Mikhaev, Pedersen, Lafferty. Then you had Suter, Miller, and Besser. P.U. Suter, man. Suter for the Selkie. Suter for the Lady Bing. Suter might be no, the only Tell us that stat again. Did he say 11 points in his last 14 games? He's got eight goals and 11 points in his last 14 games. Uh, and that was <laughs> after going his first nine games of the season without a point. So, yeah, I did, a, I did a nice piece for Pew Suter on Daily Hive today just talking about how he is a literal Swiss Army knife. Again, no, this guy's actually from Switzerland, so F all his other Swiss Army knife pretenders. This guy is the real Swiss Army knife. Killing penalties, playing on the wing, playing at center. He's your power play two pivot at center as well, like Suter's ever for the Canucks. Happy for him to get an opportunity. I know, Kyle, how do you feel about that one, though? Because you said you preferred him at center. Yeah, because I think it it just looks way nicer. You know what I'm saying? Down the middle, and, and what's going to happen now? Niels Amon going to play center. Linus Carlson yeah. going to play center. It's, those guys are just like Amon's a step ahead of Carlson, but I don't know if that's saying much. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think Amon provides value on the penalty kill. Yeah. I, I, I think he's overall look good. Yeah, I know come he's, on, he's, man. his All fitness this is up there. His fitness is up there. Okay, twenty second, twenty third in the league in the penalty kill. You can't really leverage that to me, man. For real, I know they're playing well, better. Here, here, let's throw, let's, okay, let's throw the stat. Let's throw okay, the stat. Go, go, okay, go, go, like go the Canucks again. Their their PK overall, like you said, twenty third, twenty fourth. Over the last eleven games, it's sixth overall in the NHL. Since Pew Suter returned to the lineup seven games ago, it's also sixth overall in the NHL. So, you know, let's let's get moving, man. Let's get moving. Oh man, do we got some music here? Come on, man. Do we got some music here? Okay, okay, okay. That's good. Okay, I like that, man, because that's. That's different, man. It hasn't looked as sexy for the Vancouver Canucks. The superstars not doing the most right now, but we're winning games and we're preparing for the playoffs and it's easier to prepare for the playoffs slash be successful in the playoffs when you have an average penalty kill. And what you've been <laughs> just alluding to is actually more than a average penalty kill. Uh, before we get to segment three, though, a big segment. segment. Jonathan LeCaramacchi, the best player at the World Juniors, doing his thing, scoring beautiful goals too. I think your homie, your boss, Rob Williams, called him... The right-handed Marcus Naslin. Well, like alluded, like I'm paraphrasing Ooh. a bit, but he scored one of those goals, and he's like, oh, he looks like a right-handed Marcus Naslin. Anywho, before we get to that, when do we see Ilya Mikheyev kill, kill penalties? Yeah, honestly, I'm I'm waiting for that myself. Like, when I look at the underlying numbers, he's the best Canucks penalty killer, but what? small really? sample size because he's barely getting the time there. Yeah. In terms of shots against, scoring chances against, he's the Canucks' best penalty killer, but he's averaging like 25 seconds a night on the kill. So, like, he's six other Canucks forwards are averaging more ice time than him mm. on the PK. So, I'm kind of waiting for that myself. I, I almost wonder if one of the reasons is they don't want to risk injury, like having him block a shot. They really like him with Pedersen. They don't want to mess with that. Um, I but wonder. He already took a slap shot into- to the knee and, like, he was good. You know, remember that? He took one, he went down, and he came back the next game. But it, I, I think they're, well, they have to play it safe. They obviously know what's up with him. And they, all, they, they did also F up last year. You know, they, they let him play. 
Yeah. I don't know if they, uh, maybe using the word F up is too much of a powerful thing to say. I think there was a mutual agreement between the player and the Canucks to just yeah. like let him do his thing and prove a point. But I think it's time, man. It really is time. We'll see less PD, less Miller, just more tools and more players inclined to do so. And at the same time, we are paying Ilya Mikheyev to be more than a 21 goal scorer, you know? Like he's getting paid four and change. You got to do something on the special special teams for real. Yeah, I mean, right now you kind of have Bluger and Josh was your number one unit over the boards right now. They've been really good of late. Uh, and then after that, I think there's kind of some rumors shake things up. Like Pew Suter's played. Um, I, I like wouldn't mind seeing Suter and Mikheyev. Almonds look good on the kill as well. Lafferty's played on the kill quite a bit. And then you have Miller and Pedersen, who I think can play on the kill a little bit. I just wouldn't have them as your top penalty killers. So that's like eight guys on the Canucks roster who could do it for you. But yeah, I would love to see Mikhaev be uh, a bit more of a penalty killer. Uh, quickly, because I didn't finish the lines at uh, practice. Third line was Joshua, Bluger, and Garland. Fourth line was Hooglander, Amon, and Carlson. But apparently Hooglander and uh, uh, Kuzmenko were rotating. So it looks like Linus Carlson is going to get back in the lineup tonight. Um, bro, what the him. hell? Have we, what do you mean good for him, bro? What have you seen? Not like just not, not not much. I mean, I've seen more in Abbotsford for sure. Much, like I think, but he, that's a good thing. Not much. It's a good thing when he's not, dude. Come on, I feel as if no, no, no. We, I'm saying I'm saying I've seen more from him in Abbotsford, right? Like, yeah. I, I've again, I, I saw him live. I've seen him on TV. Now it's I don't know. He's not much has stood out to me at the NHL level. Not make a lot of mistakes, but not play make a lot. His speed, I think, is still an issue, especially when he his last NHL game, I believe, was against the Devils, and I just thought he was outpaced out there for most of the night so mm-hmm. um but again it's a long road trip seven seven games in 12 nights i don't know if he necessarily deserves to be there i don't know if, if i was talking i would be punishing kuzmenko or hoaglander by scratching him no way dude. but again seven games in 12 nights maybe I want to keep some guys fresh um although the first game of the road trip yeah i don't know it's look, an iffy decision i'm not a huge fan of it look at this east van 420 saying unleash bands unleash the punjabi prince the surrey Surrey Warrior. You know what I'm saying? Bring that Guilford to Vancouver. That's what I'm saying, baby. It's, it's Yeah, it's it's got to happen eventually, right? Like, he leads the Avatar Canucks right now uh, with 26 points. Um, you know, right right now, he doesn't require waivers, so you could call him up. Uh, again, I, I'd be interested in seeing Dude, him here's the the thing. Here, right now. Here's the thing, okay? Baines, let's say he plays a thousand games with the Canucks somehow, some way, right? He does it. I'm rooting for him. Surrey, you know, the future's there. We're from Surrey. Go RSD Baines. He has a lot of pull with the Canucks. He was successful, brought home a cup, you know, maybe like 640 points in 1,100 games type of thing, right? When that happens, down the road, what, what would the year be, like 2040 something? There's going to be a Samosa hut at Rogers Arena. Like, they're gonna, uh, not just for the Wally. Like, I'm talking 41 games a year plus playoffs. They're selling samosas. There we go. Woo! Let's go, man. Let's go. Hey, maybe Baines and LeCarrie Mackey will be on the Canucks top line in a couple of years from now. Whoa. Let's talk about LeCarrie Mackey next on the other side. But first, I got to shout out FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up this weekend, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place just a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The FanDuel app is so damn easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. But the best It's the best way to find popular parlays and more. I'll tell you a couple of games that I have an eye on for potentially betting on. 
Houston Texans minus one point favorites of the Indianapolis Colts as the battle to get into the playoffs. Come on, man. Tell me CJ Stroud's going to lose to a mediocre Colts team. I don't think so. Philadelphia mm-hmm. Eagles, five point five, uh, five and a half point favorites over the New York Giants. That's another game where I don't know a lot's gone wrong in Philly, but are they really going to lose to the Giants or have a close game against the Giants on the last game of the regular season? I don't think so. They got something to play for. If you're going to make bets like that, make sure you go do so on FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. We back. My name Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And this right here is Locked On Canucks, home of that West Coast bias, man. Subscribe, hit the like button, and help me buy samosas for lunch, okay? Straight up. If, if I get one subscriber from this episode, if we get one subscriber from this episode, I'm taking myself out for lunch, and I'm getting samosas, man. Samosas, they don't only remind me of my childhood, but to be honest, especially the ones by where you work, Trevor, I think it's called like Samosa 64 or something. Sweet 64, mm. the store. Bro, that ish is way better than sex. <laughs> Especially the sex that I've been having recently, man. Because that, my fault, oh, bro. That, no, it's my fault, bro. I'm getting older. 30 and a half years old. I got to adjust to the body. Have not been performing well. I, you know what? I got to buy my girl samosas, man. She deserves it. Maybe you got to have Maybe you gotta have a samosa before you do the dirty. No, no, no. Nah, man, greasy hands and so. stuff like that. Come on, man. I don't eat. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't eat. I don't eat forty-five minutes prior to doing anything. No, actually, that's, this is an idea, man. I also, I also your don't. Some I don't make love on game days too. <laughs> Anyways, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Becks, look at this, Callum, man, samosas and butter chicken and spice bags. I don't know what spice bags are, but hey, Callum is the biggest Archie Baines fan. I'm gonna start calling Callum. Callum, but what last name should we give him? Callum Dollywall? Callum Sadu. Callum Sadu. Callum Sadu. Callum Baines? Callum Sadu. Callum Baines, yeah. Anyways, man, let's talk about Come Jonathan LeCaramacchi, man. This guy's doing it. Super impressive. I'm looking at the uh, the point that Trevor made here. LeCaramacchi's making Trevor look smart. Bro, months ago, weren't we, like, kind of calling him a bust? Then we have that thumbnail that said let's bust. Not talk, or, let's not bust talk or about not. months ago. Let's okay, talk about okay, two okay, weeks okay, ago. Okay, when okay, I said okay. Well, could be okay. the MVP I of like this it. tournament, okay? Because he's turned his season around since then. Uh, he's turned his trajectory around. Um, I think we didn't call him. We didn't call him a bust. We just talked about other guys drafted after him who okay. have performed better than him, right? But it was a big caveat, right? Just early in their development, and you know, we said, "Lekaramaki, prove us wrong. Like, go out and do it." Yeah. And he's done it this season. Shove SHL. it up our rear end. He's done it. At the World Junior, what's that? I said, shove it up our rear end, Karamaki. Oh man, you, you you did it, man! Come on, that's a uh, that's one drink for those playing the Locked On Canucks drinking game. There, holy man, uh, Kyle did it, man! Unbelievable. But Karamaki, six <laughs> games, has six goals, nine points. Had a couple more goals today. I loved his um, second goal of the game. Mm. It was like a one-time little half slapper in front of the net. That was a, that was a with sick his leg up goal, in there. Look, he got some swagger right now, man. Guy's got some swagger. Hundred percent. But you know what? I said it two weeks ago. I said, why can't LeCaramacchi be the MVP of this tournament? The way he's playing, the way he's scoring goals. You know, I think he's one of the most confident players on the ice. Mm -hmm. He looks like um, a high-end, elite offensive player compared to his competition in his age group right now. And he's doing it in Sweden in front of the home crowd. And honestly, 
I think he's going to be MVP of this tournament. And I was kind of banging that drum two weeks ago, and I definitely feel the same way now. I'm curious. I I, I think either way, it's going to be a sick matchup right now as we're recording. It's, t- it's tied 2-2 between U.S. and Finland. Obviously, Sweden Ooh. and Finland had a great game there a couple of days ago. But e- either way, it's going to be a sick final tomorrow morning. Um, go look at Maki go. I'm rooting for him to be the MVP of this tournament. And again, we kind of heard that update from Alvin that this guy could be in Abbotsford yeah, uh, when year. his SHL season wraps up. So it uh, might not be long until we see LeCaramaki in uh, a Vancouver Canucks sweater. I'll maybe help on us uh, repeat as Stanley Cup champions in 2025 here. There you go. Repeat. Hey, man, LeCaramaki doing the most. Willander, Patterson doing the most as well. It's a team effort. And there's another guy on that team that's doing a lot as well, and there's somewhat of a Canucks connection because of the Philip Perona trade, right? Uh, what's his name? Axel... Axel Sandy and Polika. Yeah, he's, yep. he's... I mean, I remember at the time, the Canucks fan base did not want that guy being picked at 11. Like, they didn't want to get anywhere close to him, and this dude's also having, like, a tournament to die for, real talk. He's doing it all for Sweden, and he might be the MVP. It's just the truth. Now, I want to touch on Heronic a bit before we leave. I know I'm jumping all over the place, but I do want to not apologize to you, Trevor Beggs, but I got to be honest with you, okay? That last game against the Senators, obviously the whole team played quote-unquote bad in the last 40 minutes. Look, you're up 5 nothing after the first period. It's hard to be a hockey player. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's just the truth. Unless you absolutely hate that other team, you know what I'm saying? Like if the Canucks are playing the Oilers, maybe they'd run it up some more and do the most. But against Ottawa, like... It's hard to play that game. That being said, did not like did not like how Philip Ronick and Quinn Hughes looked in the last 40 minutes of that game. And I feel as if, because now there's been a stretch of games where they've been average or pretty good or like Ottawa, like what the hell are you guys doing? Relax. Play some defense. I feel like if that happens again today, there will be a split because Susie is coming back Sooner than we is he on this road trip? Did he did he travel with the team? Uh, as far as I know, he has traveled with the team, but I can't confirm. Okay, maybe he hasn't. But I think that like if they don't find a way to bring it back to that elite level over this seven game stretch, yo, Trevor, you may be right, and you might have manifested something pretty destructive, man. Because this heroic use pairing, you, you talk about the playoffs, you talk about having a pairing like that. It's so important to me when I think about this team having vast amount of success, like the pinnacle of success, winning a Stanley Cup, getting far into the playoffs and whatnot. And it kind of scares me to see them possibly be taken apart. But, man, oh, man, the way they've been playing, maybe they need to kick in the ass prior to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I, I, I just think, again, they're, they're facing tough competition and they're just struggling a bit. I don't know what it is. That same magic isn't quite there. They're not catching Momentum. players off guard. They know it like too. they were earlier in the season. Yeah, exactly. They know it too. Um, like again, like their expected goals earlier in the season was was phenomenal, right? Um, you know, they, again, they were we were touting them as the best defensive pair in hockey, and I think that was accurate. And you look at them over their past now twenty games, like a good chunk of the season. Um, you know, their stats have definitely dipped, right? You know, we're talking about you know they're hovering around fifty percent. They're a little bit sub fifty in terms of their expected goals. Um, but a lot of that's because they're creating offense, but allowing a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So it's the, the defensive game isn't really as strong as it was earlier in the season. So mm-hmm. I personally, like I've said it time and time again, every day there's no uh, time to shake it up, time to split them up. And, you know, you might you might do some work kind of suppressing Hronik's value in, in the meantime as well. So Wow, um, that's a good thing for you, right? To points, save some money. Might save be better some... for the team. Yeah. 
Ooh, you're a dark guy, man. You're a dark guy. Okay, let's get out of here. My name is Kyle Bound. That right there is Trevor Beggs. But before we do so, let's read some more comments. Callum, uh, Callum's to do with this uh, with this comment. Can you imagine Archie Baines's goal song? And then Callum to do goes with this dunga 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 dunga. I think, I think that's borderline, borderline funny. Why are you laughing, Trevor? Are you being derogatory? Uh, just, it, it reminds me of doing. It reminds me of doing bangra in the high school. Uh, you ever do bang, bangra? Sorry, bangra in gym you said class. Bangra, come on. I just man. said bangra. Sorry, man. Keep I, it you're in your talking pants. about keep you're it talking in your pants, bro. Keep it in ago. your pants, man. My bad, my bad. And then we got this other comment from Keegan. Best Besserma. Anyways, is is Vasily Podkolzin getting second line minutes playing behind RSD Bangs? If yes, his numbers are pretty good considering the number of games he's played. Yeah, I think the last time I looked. He had like 16 points in like 20-something games. Pot Colson yeah. is, in my opinion, returning to form and giving me a bit bit of more optimism that this guy could not just return to the NHL but be a top-six player. And if you look at Jonathan LeCaramacchi, we were wrong about him, kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, right exactly. away. So <laughs> prove us wrong and shove it up our rear end. My name is Kyle Bound. That right there is Trevor Beggs. One love, subscribe, hit the like button, go Canucks, go. Uh, remember, this is the home of the West Coast Bias. We love you all. Begsy, sign us out. Hey, before we get out of here, I got to mention that Sirius XM, they support us here at Locked On Canucks. So I got to let you know the Canucks play the St. Louis Blues tonight, 5 p.m. Pacific. You know that already, but you don't know that you can catch every minute of the Canucks hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Canucks. Okay, now let's get out of here. Shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, the first-time listeners, the new subscribers, and those of you who join us here on our live YouTube show. We appreciate each and every one of you and your dogs, too. We're going to talk about the St. Louis Blues game uh, on tomorrow's episode and also have some fun because it'll be Friday, baby, okay? The first Friday of 2024. Let's go. We'll see you then, and we'll see you then. But until then, we got to get out of here. So I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy's Kyle Bowen, and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.